Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on Fuel Radio. My guest today is Tom Schwab. Tom asks you to consider that you are just one conversation away. That's the title of his new book based on his experience and data working with over 700 leading brands as the chief evangelist officer at Interview Valet. I got to know Tom a few years ago at a podcast summit in San Diego, and we had a great time that week. And now I consider Tom to be one of the leaders in the podcast industry. If you are a podcast host or a podcast guest, I really want to encourage you to check out his service, Interview Valet. They provide a great service. I've been using it for a number of years and they provide me with great guests and set me up for a successful interview with everything that they do. Now, please help me welcome Tom Schwab from Interview Valet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fuel Radio. I'm really excited to be talking again with my friend, Tom. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Rod, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. I will have given you an introduction, but maybe we could hear in your own words what you what you do. Yeah. So Interview Valet is a podcast interview marketing service. And the way I explain that is just introducing people that should know each other. Our mission is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people they could serve for the betterment of all. I I believe the best gift that you can ever give someone is the introduction to a new friend or a new idea, right? It's the one thing they can't do for themselves. And so we do that by helping uh, inspiring thought leaders get on great podcasts. Excellent. And I have experienced your service firsthand. And it's as a podcast producer, it's wonderful to be sent these different guests and, and you do a great job of, of understanding what the podcasters need and, and, and sort of marrying the two, matching the two of, of yeah. guest and podcast host. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those uh, services we've been doing for seven years, a little bit of art, a little bit of science, but uh, a whole lot of, of understanding the relationships with both the, the host and the guest to make the right introductions, not just another cold pitch. So since both you and I have started at this, I mean, I started way back. <laughs> I, I got I got involved in podcasting almost immediately as soon as it was a thing and people didn't even know what it was, but it's sure taken off in the last few years and you've really got your finger on the pulse of the industry. Maybe you could just tell us from your perspective what's what's going on in the well, industry in general. It's interesting. I think when we met five years ago, I think it was in San Diego there. Uh, yeah. If somebody asked what you did, and you gave them the explanation, they'd probably go, what's a podcast? Yeah, um, yeah. Because back then it wasn't common. Now, you know, over 51% of the adults in the United States listen to podcasts and the big companies have come into it now. I'm always amazed when I hear, um, you know, somebody on the news, they'll reference them and they're a podcast host. You know, that's almost like, a, you know, an author or a, a television actor. And mm-hmm. so it's really growing. And last year during COVID, we saw the number of podcasts just explode. It went from about a million to right now there's two and a half million podcasts out there. But one of the little things that's interesting is the number of active podcasts is actually dropping. And I think that's because, you know, anybody that says 
doing a podcast is easy has never done it or never done it well. You know, the great ones make it look easy and it is a commitment. And uh, that's part of the reason I haven't started my own podcast. I've been a guest on over 1200 interviews and people are like, why don't you start your own? And I'm like, it's a lot of work. I'd, I'd rather go on other people's great podcasts. For sure. It's a lot more work than people realize, you know, like, yeah, if, if I'm going to do an average job, I'll, it'll take me about five hours. If I'm going to do a really incredible job, it'll take anywhere between five to 10 hours. So yeah, there's a, there is a lot of work that, that, that goes into it, especially if you're going to edit it and add some production value. And there's, there's better and better tools coming out that, that I just, I just signed up for one called Descript and it will, it's not very expensive at all. I think it's like 15 bucks a month for the introductory level and it will it transcribes your podcast and you can actually edit it by by deleting words and stuff like that so yeah it's there's there's some there's some tools that come out every once in a while that make it a little bit easier so yeah there's a lot of problems in the world today but there's no better time to be alive right that you can get you know <laughs> zoom zoom you can we're talking over yeah. now you can use this for free yeah, uh, exactly. you know, I, I remember if you wanted something transcribed in the good old days you know at best you have to pay somebody you know four or five dollars an hour in a third world country and yeah. now you know there's all these great tools and you know look at it even even though we can't cross the board. We can still talk. You're in British Columbia and I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I love that, Tom, that you said that because I, 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 there's so much negative going on in the world. You know, I love that you said there's no better time to be alive. I just think we don't open our eyes to it enough and we are grateful <laughs> enough when we think about it. There's so many amazing things, our lives right now that we have access to that. we. I think we just need to open our eyes and be a little more we're grateful for what we have. It's, it is a good time to be alive. Years ago, I remember hearing somebody say, and it's so true. He said, uh, a bad day for his grandfather was when he buried a child. A bad day for me is when my internet goes down. You know, I'll, I'll take our problems today. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, let's dive into a couple subjects here that, that, that you like to talk about. One thing that you, you talk about is why leveraging other people's platforms is more valuable than other people's money. I think I know what you're getting at there, but maybe you could just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, and it's really what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Right? Uh, so we talked about it before, how hard it is to have your own show. And mm -hmm. it, it takes a long time to build that up. And, you know, some people would say, well, man, I'd love to have the, the Oprah Winfrey show, you know, when it was going there. It's like, do you want to put all that work in or do you just want to be on the Oprah show. Right. And I was speaking at podcast movement uh, last month. And one of the examples I used is what if Oprah came to you, Rod, and said, Rod, I, I love what you're doing with fuel radio. I'd like to loan you a million dollars, right? And you don't have to pay it back for five years. Well, you know, if you look at that, everybody knows what leveraging other people's money is. And anybody that's a finance person can go, okay, 5% at five years. Oh, all right, whatever. What is it? About a quarter of a million dollar gift she gives you with that. Or what if she even said, you know, Rod, you're such a good guy. Here's the entire million dollars. Just keep it. Now, nobody would say no to that. But if she said, hmm, I love what you're doing. Would you like to be on the show for a half hour, 45 minutes? You know, you look at all of the people that have built their entire career from being on 
Oprah's show or somebody else's platform. You know, I even think of when we met, we met at a, uh, a live event that someone else had put together, someone else had done all the work for, but we got invited to be there and use their stage. So we got all the benefit without all the work. And that's really why I say right now, uh, especially with the cost of money, uh, man, I'll take other people's platforms before I'll leverage other people's money. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of a little bit of influencer marketing. I think people that's, that's becoming more and more popular, you know, like if you can get your product on someone else's stage in, in a sense. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. And even, yeah. uh, I, I think it's one of those timeless things that, that worked for our grandparents and would work for our grandchildren. Right. So mm -hmm. you think about it, you know, if you wanted to meet people, business leaders in the community, you know, 50 years ago, it might be, Hey, uh, you know, do you want to play a foursome uh, of golf with us? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you into my community, or do you want to speak at the, the local Elks club, whatever it was to leverage other people's platforms. And now with, you know, the digital age, you can do that so much easier, even without the travel. This event that Tom keeps talking about is the, it was the new media summit. It was in San Diego and uh, Tom and a friend of ours, Doug Morneau, we, we really created a memory there. <laughs> we, Tom, somehow we connected, figured out that we were going for a little jog every morning and it became a thing. I, we were there for like three or four days and we'd get up and we would literally go on a coffee run. We'd run, it was, I think it, the, the coffee place was a mile and a half away or something like that. So we'd run there, grab a coffee and come back. It was, it was a lot of fun. We had great conversations. It was, it really did sort of create a memory. It was. And, you know, I was on East coast time and a coffee achiever because yeah. addict is such a bad word, but it was just getting together and just, you know, building those relationships and the conversations that we had. And, you know, one of the things I always say is, you know, you know, we're, we're all just one conversation away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of conversations, you know, we're having one right now, but one of the things that you talk about is finding peace and clarity on the other side of an awkward 10 minute conversation. What, what is that all about? Oh, that's, that's something I always tell myself because I don't think anybody likes a, a tough conversation, but you know what? That's where all the good information comes from asking those questions, asking the hard questions and being ready for the, the truthful answers. And so often we say we're having a conversation, but it's not right. It's mm -hmm. just, we're talking about the weather. We're talking things about the news. It's we're avoiding a conversation and on podcasts, on, on anything, it's the great conversations, the hard questions where you learn something and both people come out of it on the other side, it's like, wow, I know where we stand now. I know what you think. And maybe it's not the same thing that I think, but that's okay. Right. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not an argument. It's just a, a conversation. And that's one of those things that I always remind myself that let's have a, a real conversation. There was a, a gentleman, Eric Weinheimer, that was one of our early clients. And Eric was the first blind gentleman, blind man uh, to summit Mount Everest. And I always some, remember something he said is that life is short and the world doesn't need more BS. Let's have a truthful conversation. And oh, nice. I've always respected that. That's great. That's great. I kind of made that my tagline for Fuel Radio is just having, I just want to have meaningful conversations, you know? 
Yes. So, yeah. And that's one of the beauties of, of podcasts, I think, is people get to listen into some pretty incredible conversations, you know, I, more and more I'm hearing people say, oh, I, I listened to this amazing podcast and learned this and this, and you should really listen to it. You know, like, yeah, we're getting into, we're getting to, we're having the opportunity with podcasts to listen into some, some really amazing conversations. And Rod, you were one of the earlier ones to start doing conversations because when podcasting first started out, it really was an interview, right? So it'd be yeah. the same 10 questions to the same, the same <laughs> people. And at times I don't think people ever listen to the responses to them. And, and yeah. to me, the best podcast, it's like sitting down at a diner and there's mm -hmm. two interesting people behind you having an interesting conversation. And, you know, yeah. it'd be rude if you turned around and got into it, but you just want to sit there and listen to it. You know, if it's the, uh, if it's the manager of the restaurant and he's interviewing for bus boys and asking the same five questions to every, you know, 16 year old kid, yeah. that's, that's an interview. That's not interesting. I want to have genuine conversations and listen into genuine conversations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Podcasts have evolved too, for sure. I think, you know, we we're just, we we're thinking five years ago, there were people did sort that was kind of the thing for a while is to ask the same. And, and there was some popular podcasts, I think who had popularized that, that always asked sort of the same, the same line. And I did that. I did that too, you know, where, where I kind of had a formula and there was a, you know, certain industry or niche that I wanted to focus on and always asked the same questions. And, um, yeah, I think it's helpful for it's helpful as a host to have that because you kind of know where you're going and and what you're going. You don't have to worry about awkward pauses or whatever and, in the in the conversation, right? And every so. media every medium grows, right? You can look back yeah. at television during the '50s or at times, you know, you scratch your head and go, "People actually listen to this." And I think <laughs> that what's great is that. Podcasts have, you know, they've only been around since what, 2004, but mm -hmm. they have, they have, they have progressed so fast. In fact, I think right now, you know, we're recording this in 2021. There's probably like somebody at 2025 that laughs every time we say podcast, yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I wonder if that term is even going to stick around. I asked sure. my, my two youngest daughters what the pod stands for in podcast. Mm -hmm. And they just rolled their eyes and said, I don't know, dad, what's it stand for? But for them, they've known, never known a, a world with an iPod. So mm -hmm. for them, it's just sort of, you know, on-demand radio, whatever they can listen to when they want, where they want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of the things that you talk about is, as well is, is just funnels. And I got to read this huh. statement here. I got to go back here and pop this up. Yeah, big fish don't swim through funnels and whales don't click. I, I have a bit of a pet peeve with funnels. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of seem inhuman at times, but, and, and I'm sure I know, actually, I, I know they work for certain things and I am a marketer and I even, you know, as, as recent as this fall, <laughs> fall was doing a funnel and helping someone market a course with, with a funnel. So, you know, they, they definitely work their way to reach the, reach the mat, the masses, but what are you getting at with that statement? Well, I'm, I'm all for automation. I love mm -hmm. automation, but there's a place for it. And yeah. this idea that, you know, you're one funnel away. No, you're not. You're, you're one conversation away. The best things in life come through conversations. And, you know, my, I did not find my bride 
because I had the best funnel and, you know, all, <laughs> all 3 billion eligible women came through it and I picked the right one. No, it was from a conversation and introduction. And when we start, words have meaning. And when you start talking about putting a person through a funnel, that sounds like a war crime, doesn't it? I think the Geneva Convention says you can't do that. You know, you put objects through funnels and I understand what they're talking about there, but I think we need to treat people like humans, right? And, and, and help them. But I really think it starts with, with, or with conversations, right? And the more important the transaction is, the more important the relationship is, the more of a conversation it's going to take, right? So if all of a sudden, you know, you were looking to hire an accountant or, or a lawyer, or, you know, the, you were going to pick the person that did the life-saving surgery on your child. Well, I'm not going to pick the person that popped up on first on, on a Facebook ad or the person that got me into their funnel. Now I'm going to have some serious conversations with people that I know, like, and trust. I'm going to have conversations with that, that person that I'm going to put my trust into. So with that, I, I, I always say, let's, let's have the genuine conversations there. And there's a place for funnels, but it's not for humans. (laughs) And, and I mean, both things have their place. I mean, a funnel can get you to the conversation too, right? So there's, there's, they, they work in that sense, but yeah. (laughs) I, I think, I think the people that are using the funnels, the best are the ones that have had the conversations the longest. So for example, you look at Tony Robbins or Brendan Bouchard, right? Mm -hmm. They'll put, they'll put stuff up on with a funnel and it works really, really well. And why? Because they already have that no like, and trust. I, I know who they are. I can go through there, but, but the idea that I could take the same one of their funnels and same copy, same everything and get the same results with it. I think there would be a lot of people that would be frustrated with that because they haven't had the conversations to make the funnels work. Mm-hmm. And probably the people that are going to Tony Robbins place in Fiji for a million dollars a day or something aren't going through a funnel. My, my guess is they probably have a, a conversation with before they uh, put over the hundred thousand dollar check. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, this is really interesting. I'd love to hear more about this. Why podcast interviews convert 20 times, 25 times, better than blogs. And again, I think I know what you're, you're getting at there, but maybe you could just tell us some more about that as well. A lot of people may have seen this. This was actually from a study that was put up in a HubSpot blog in 2016. I've seen this so many times and there's never the attribution of where it came from. And Rod, most of the time it's attributed wrong. So Hmm. it's, if somebody comes to your website from a podcast interview, it will convert 25 times better than if they just came right and read a blog. So it's pretty much understood that a good blog will convert one to 2% visitor to lead. So that means for every hundred people that read your blog, you might get one or two that actually fill out the call to action at the end and become a lead. That's, that's good. One to 2%. Early on, when we were um, doing our initial studies back in 2015, 2016 on podcast interview marketing, we were seeing conversion rates of visitor to lead of 25%, of 50%. We would see some that were like in the 80 and 90%. 
And at first I thought, no way, you know, there's nothing that converts that well. And the more we tested it with different audiences, with different speakers, we got similar results. And the more I started to think about it, it's like, yeah, because people have already pre-qualified themselves, right? So right. if you listen to somebody for 30 or 45 minutes, you've done one of two things. You either turn them up or turn them off. Mm-hmm. And you know, if somebody listens to me and they're like, that guy is crazy. He's full of it. I don't agree with them. That's fine. Right. I'm yeah. not for you. I'm not your cup of tea. But if right. somebody listens and they're like, wow, Tom makes a whole lot of sense there. He works with people like me interview valet. It sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Well, if they come to the website, you would have expect them to convert so much more. And that's one of the things that we've seen is that with conversations, you don't necessarily get more leads, but boy, you get a whole lot better leads. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, none of us, well, I should probably be living off Facebook likes, you know, I always say you can't eat a Facebook like, but uh, <laughs> I'd lose some weight. But at the end of the day, none of us want more leads or more Facebook likes. We want more ideal customers. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing from conversations like the ones you have on podcast interviews. Uh, and when yeah. people come, what we see also is that the buying cycle is faster, right? And you would Mm -hmm. expect that, right? So if if all of a sudden I told a friend about, oh, you've got to work with Rod, you know, you've got a course, he can help you market that, sell it, do all of that. Well, they've heard so much beforehand. They've gotten that trust. They've probably gone and checked out your website and, you know, listened to a couple of the podcasts. Well, you would expect on that sales call, it's not a cold traffic, right? It's more of a qualification call. And that's what we're seeing with podcast interviews. So it's, it's a different kind of traffic. So of course it converts 25 times better than cold blog traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. I mean, when I decide what podcasts I'm going to listen to, even I'm it's the sub I'm, I'm listening to something that I'm interested in. Like I will look through Apple podcasts or whatever, or Spotify and just look through and go, Oh, that, that's, it sounds interesting. I'm going to listen to that, you know, more and more, actually I'm going to YouTube and going through YouTube and listening to choosing podcasts and conversations to listen to that way. And then, yeah, you're, you know, you get the opportunity to get to know that person and, and see and, and decide whether you know, like, or, or trust them. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you probably really see it because I, I would imagine that your clients are coming to you because they have a, a book or a course or a seminar or an event or something that they want to sell and they want to get on, on podcasts so that, so that, people can hear about it. Right. It's almost like the old, I keep, I've been using this example a lot lately is when you think about it, the talk shows that are still on, you know, right. Almost everybody's on there because they've got a movie to, to promote or, or they've written a book or, or whatever. Right. Some, everybody's got something to, to promote. I was going to say, I don't stay up late enough to see the talk shows, but like with Johnny Carson, (laughs) nobody just stopped by the couch. They were there because they had a new book or a new, uh, new movie. And uh, so with that, we see a lot of people with podcast interviews that will do the same thing. They'll do different campaigns. So they may come out and, you know, they've got a book and they'll talk about the book. Well, then six months later, they may be talking about, you know, the course that they're doing to go along mm-hmm. with the book. I think if you see a lot of people from afar, you can see them doing this. You know, Seth, Seth Godin, he'll go out there and promote his newest book. 
but he's also then goes out and starts to talk about the things that he's thinking of. And you could probably listen to his interviews and figure out what he's writing about next. And always <laughs> that, that next thing out there to get the ideas out because you know, all the ideas or products have a shelf life on it. You know, I, I started talking about podcast guesting back in 2015, 2016. And at that time, people would say, well, what's that? Or why does that make sense? And I was just a podcast movement. And there were so many people that were talking about, Hey, this is how I built my business. This is how I, I built my podcast through podcast guesting. And it's become, you know, more mainstream now. And so, you know, we went from, it's not just about podcast guesting, but to podcast interview marketing, right? It's not just about the appearance, but how do you use that to drive your marketing platform? And, you know, now we're starting to, to really talk and examine the role of, of automation and funnels versus conversations and always looking and saying, what's that next thing that's going to help the marketer, the client, and ultimately it's got to help the, the consumer too. You know, like I said, at the beginning, our, our mission is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of ideal people they could serve for the betterment of all. So just like in podcasting, I hope our podcast interview marketing is getting better and better. Yeah. People should know, like the, uh, the, we can educate people here. If they're listening to us right now, they're probably interested in podcast and being a guest on a podcast. <laughs> And one of the things that Interview Valet does so well is they help you to create a media one sheet. And I'm actually reading the questions off of this, this sheet. I mean, I know Tom, I could have done some research, but I almost felt like I didn't need to because he supplied me with an introduction. He supplied me with the questions, links to, to all of his different social media uh, platforms and his website and, and all the rest of it. And this is it's a great tool that your company supplies and you help your guests um, put that together. So you just make, again, you make the job for the uh, podcast host so much easier, but I, I guess it, it would also help the podcast guest to make sure that they're getting their message out as well, because they're, they're suggesting the things that they're experts at and, and want, and can, can describe easily, or they're again, going back to happen to be promoting or whatever. So yeah, these media one sheets are awesome. <laughs> and I'll and I'll I'll pull back the curtain on here. Our whole goal is to make sure that people have the great conversations. So mm -hmm. while we give you as the podcast host the one sheet about the guest, our guests also get a brief sheet about the host. So while we've right. known each other for years, you know, 10 minutes before the interview, I'm getting my water, I'm turning my phone off, getting things set up, but I'm also clicking on the brief sheet that we give all our clients for fuel radio. Okay. Says, I didn't even know you had that. I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll send you a copy over. You can proofread it, but it's got, you got a sheet the, on me. <laughs> all, it's got all the social media. So you can click on those links. It's okay. got a description of the podcast. It's like how we're, how we're connecting, whether or not the video is going to be on, you know, for some people it's, you know, how, how do you promote the, how do you pronounce their name? Mm -hmm. Little, little things like that, that just make for a better conversation to make sure that both people show up ready and prepared. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and again, I, I keep coming at it from the host perspective, but there's nothing better for me than when the guest is prepared and has done a little bit of research. So yeah, if you, even if you're giving them a few pointers and they can find out what we're, what I'm all about, that's, that's fantastic. There's nothing 
I was going to say there's nothing worse, but that, that's an obviously a gross overstatement. It, I, I just love it when guests show up prepared and I can tell when someone is prepared and, and I love it when someone says, yeah, I listened to that interview or whatever. And the, the guest has actually done a little bit of, of research beforehand, even on, on your, on the podcast that they're going to be on. That's, that's also a, a real bonus. It's awesome. I had a, a boss in the Navy that used to say only kids and clowns like surprises. Which one <laughs> did you take me for? And <laughs> It was never a good conversation when Commander Duncan started it that way. And I've always looked at it as we don't work with kids or clowns. So there's no surprises. <laughs> nice. Another question on here that has my, that I'm curious about, or another topic is how digital marketing is destroying your business. So that, that could be a hot topic. What are, what are, you, what are you getting at there? Just, I think from the dehumanizing phase of it um, yeah. in there. So yeah. today it's never been easier to sell something online, right? If you right. want to sell something online, be a penny cheaper than the next person on Amazon, Amazon, and you'll probably sell it. But don't tell yourself you're growing a business, right? Because business is about relationships and lifetime value. So I think so much of the automation and the, the digital aspect is removing the relationship. You know, how many websites do you go to now and you can't find a phone number? To, to actually meet somebody yeah. or, you know, the, the little chat bot down there mm -hmm. and you can't, and you can't talk to a real person. Now yeah. there's a place for that. And some industries there are work on such small margins that they need to do that automation. Mm -hmm. But the problem becomes is you've got industries that are based on relationships that are trying to automate this same way right? If I've, if I've got a, a medical problem, I don't want to be caught in a, a phone tree, right? You know, if, if you're still breathing, press seven, you know, I don't want all of that. And people get frustrated with that and they want to know that a human's in there. And I think we're even seeing this in the digital marketing and people like HubSpot have put that out there. Never send an email that says from info at interview valet. No, nobody wants that. Send yeah. it from a real person, right? Yeah. Because there is a real person sending that. And so with that, I think we've always got to be cognizant of relationships to the ultimate currency. And mm -hmm. in this digital age automation, it's always going to be that personal touch that is the difference. And if you don't have that personal touch, well, then you're just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't you feel these, these days that when you actually get to talk to a real person and, and talk to them soon and quickly and not have to wait online that it's like, wow, that, that was an amazing experience, you know? And it, it, it just feels like that's the way it should always be. And, and isn't that funny that that has become yeah. that level of customer service has become the exception and not the rule. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it, it's, a, it's funny. We do a different type of, of sales process, right? I've spent, I spent decades in sales and I never liked that, that whole process there. So now, you know, we don't, we don't sell. If somebody wants to talk about it, we'll do a discovery call. Mm -hmm. We'll say, this is how you could use it. This is how our process works. And really we're just trying to get to an answer of either heck yes or no. And just give them the information there. There's so many people in the world that you don't have to sell anybody and everybody hates being sold, right? Yeah. Just 
come and see if you can solve my problems. And, and that's really what it's all about. And it's amazing how disarming it is to, to people when they're like, there's no heavy clothes. And I'm like, no, we're not, we're not good at that. You, you decide if it's going to work for you. If not, I hope you've got value from what we shared with you here and uh, you know, best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah. You're speaking my language. I, I, I love that approach. I am. Um... I'm looking here on my shelf. I don't see it. Normally I have it handy, but we just reorganized my bookshelf. And I came across this book years and years ago, probably 2005 or even early 2000s. And it was called Selling with Integrity. And it was all about this discovery type of, of sales. And it was all about asking questions and, and, and not pitching and not pitching at all. And I loved it because at the time I was working with someone who was like this super pitcher and <laughs> very pitchy. And we'd, I'd come away from sales conversations with, with this person. And it was like, we don't know anything about them. We didn't know anything about what their wants, needs, or desires are. And, and then having this method of, of sales, it works so well in, in marketing anyways, because marketing, you're just trying to solve people's problems. So Instead of going in there and pitching the company, I found when I worked for a marketing, a major marketing agency for a while, and I was in sales, that I never had to pitch the company. I mean, it was all all I did was ask them questions about their needs, their wants, needs, and desires. It's yeah, and and a pitch is transactional, right? It's one way. I'm just I'm pitching you everything I know as quickly as I can, and there's no context for it, right? A conversation is. Tell me what you need. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell you what we can do for you. So let's see if there's a common ground there. And mm-hmm. then it's almost like you're, you're having that conversation on, on the same side of the table, right? We're in this right. together. Let's see if it'll work. Right. Whereas when it becomes that, that pitch, that, that transactional one, it's like, you're on one side, I'm on the other, uh, you know, I'm playing offense and you're playing defense. It's like, no, that's, that's, it seems like a very antiquated way to do business. And when you think about it, a lot of the digital marketing that we've been talking about is that one-sided way. It's all, it's all just the pitch. It's not finding out more about the customer at all and, and what they actually need. Yeah. And there are ways to do that. Um, sure. Oh, Ryan Levesque did that book called ask. Yes. I, I think that, I think I that's that, great, yeah. right? Yeah. Ask, ask some questions, find out mm-hmm. who they are, if you can really help them. Uh, because Anybody that tells you that their solution works for everyone, I'll be definitive on this. They're a liar, right? (laughs) I don't know if they're lying to you or they're lying to themselves, right? But there's no solution that works for everyone. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to ask those questions and have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe looking at the future, you say that uh, the future is rich audio and not outdated video. Maybe you could tell us some more about that too. Yeah, this is this is interesting. And I think it goes against what most people are hearing out there. The reason that I believe this is that if you look at video, it becomes very outdated very quickly. Hmm. So for example, I remember showing my kids Star Wars they laughed at it, right? The, the visual effects on it. But I think of the time that my niece was studying for her real estate exam and she called me up and she says, uncle Tom, have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? (laughs) 
now this was probably two or three years ago. And I said, yeah, honey, I have. And she's yeah. like, I'm, I'm listening to him. He's great. I thought you would really like him. And I didn't have the, the guts to have that difficult conversation. Right. And to tell her, honey, Zig died years ago. Yeah. And those were probably recorded before you were born. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if she had been watching the video, yeah, she would have been making fun of, oh, look at his haircut or look at how huge his lapels are, something <laughs> like that. But yeah. when we, when we listen, we listen for the content, mm. right? And it's interesting too, that I believe audio is not only has a longer shelf life, but it's also less discriminatory, mm. right? Because, and we, we all have biases. We all make decisions. And so when you see somebody, you can say, well, I don't like how they they're dressed or they're too old. They're too young. They don't look like me, whatever it is. But when you actually listen to somebody, you listen for their content, you listen to what they're saying there. And then the other thing too, is I think just from the standpoint of how we can listen to it when we want, where we want. Yeah. And when, if you, if you listen to a video sped up or watch a video sped up, it just looks really, really weird. Mm -hmm. Whereas audio, you can speed it up um, easily, you know, and, and maybe, maybe sci-fi teaches us something, right? There was something weird on the sci-fi movies when it was a hologram that was talking, but when it was the voice of Hal, what a space odyssey there, that was more approachable. So I really think there's a place for video. I like video, but I think that audio, rich audio, telling stories, having conversations, that's going to have a much longer time frame than pure video. Yeah, that's that's excellent. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you can't see Tom and I, we, we're we're both. GQ models and uh, we're incredibly good looking. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll say it for myself. Tell a lie, make it big and stick to it. No matter what, what the facts uh, people tell me, I've got a voice for radio. They only yeah. tell me that after they see me though. One of the things I, I didn't prepare you for this, but one of the things I've been thinking about lately is so many people are working from home. And I know that you're your company is has become primarily home-based, especially with, with COVID. And so what's that been like for you? And, and maybe one or two things that have really worked for you uh, well, working from home that you could share with our listeners. We have always been remote at Interview Valet. Yeah. So and it wasn't that, a big switch for you, was it? I, I thought it, maybe you were. Yeah. It, it wasn't. And the reason I intentionally did that is because today we are serving a global audience, right? We've got clients and podcasters around the world. So for me to say, we're open nine to five East coast time, unless it snows in Michigan, that, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And also the talent pool. I mean, we've got people now in Europe, a lot of military spouses, Canada, United States, and Mexico, mm -hmm. and the ability to time shift, right? So we've got we've got customers and we've got customers over a wide range of time zones and employees that are over a wide range of time zones. So to me, that is just amazing there. I think the biggest takeaway that I had that really, really struck me was I like my home office. I feel comfortable here. 
I feel confident here. I don't know if, if, if that will change when we get back out and about, but last month I was at podcast movement and they had these beautiful recording booths there. And Mario Ficini from the expert authority of effect had invited me to be interviewed there. And I was, I was thrilled by that. So we sat down in this like little professional studio. There was a glass wall there, beautiful equipment, all the rest of that. And you know, Rod, I was more scared then <laughs> than I have been on a podcast interview in ages. Uh, right? Because I found it intimidating. It, yeah. Intimidating. It's like, yeah. no, I, I'm comfortable with my stuff, my coffee cup, all the mm-hmm. rest of that. And I, I think there's something about that remote interviews, remote work, that's just that, that comfort. Now, granted, we're empty nesters. I can't imagine um, doing that uh, with little ones running around. My heart goes out to those people. But for me, man, I, I, I like my home office. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. It, it makes me, th- when the pandemic started, you know, at one point, a few months into it, my wife came in while I was working here and just said, not, not much has really changed for you, has it? <laughs> I, I'm like you, I was already, I had, I had completed a job where I was going into to the office for, for four or five years but, <laughs> and was just launching out on my own. But yeah, the, the, the shift to the home office wasn't, wasn't that big of a deal for me at all. Yeah. If anything, I got to make an effort to get out sometimes and, and see people and, and, and that sort of thing. So, and we could do a whole show. I, maybe we could do it sometime as well, because I know that you, and we've talked about this before, we could do a whole show on, on the systems and the tools and stuff that you use. Cause I think, I think people might find that really helpful because you've been doing this for so long. And, and, and that's a question that I get a lot is, you know, how do you do it and what do you use and all of that kind of stuff. So. I'd be happy to share, you know, I I openly share everything we do, you know, to me, there's, there's no secrets. There's no magic trick. I mean, even what we do at interview valet, I wrote in a book, right. And most people read the book and go, wow, there's a lot to this. Um, (laughs) Can you just do it for me? And, but like everything we do in with systems, I I put that out openly because Mm -hmm. I would say people can always copy what we did, they're never going to copy what we're going to do. And so from that, you know, if it can help somebody, I'll I'll show you how we do it. And I think one of the big things too, is not just the systems, but also the culture with that. How do you, how do you make people Mm. that are in, let's see, Ireland, England, Italy, I was going to say Bosnia, Herzegovina, but it's not, uh, it's one, it's one right there. And those countries, how do you get those people to also feel like they're part of the team with somebody that's in, in, you know, Canada, the United States and Mexico. So being able to, you know, share videos, do team zoom calls, have that chat going. Um, I'm always amazed how close the team is. And even though that most of the people haven't met each other, I mean, that's always the joke. We did a, a contest one time of put everybody's picture in line on how tall you think they are. From shortest to tallest. And, you know, we asked everybody beforehand how, how tall they were, but it was funny how far people were off because everybody, you know, we all look the same size on zoom. <laughs> that's great. That's really funny. But you, it's a good transition that you, you brought up there is talking about the book that you have. Let's talk about the book that you have, and then we'll talk about the book that's coming out podcast guest profits, which is all about the, the benefits of, of, 
podcasting and how people can actually improve their bottom line. So maybe just tell us a little bit more about that book. Yeah, it's all about the systems that we have used and put into place on podcast guesting, you know, how to grow your business with targeted podcast interviews. Mm -hmm. So it goes through the why, then it goes through all of the steps, you know, how to find the right podcast, how to reach out to the right podcast, how to prepare for it, and then how to get that progression of people from being just a passive listener to an active visitor to ultimately an engaged lead, and then how to promote and repurpose that. So I had a friend, Christopher Lockhead from a podcast called Follow Your Different. He called it the Bible of podcast guesting. And somebody said, wow, that's a great compliment. I'm like, I don't know. Only if he liked the original. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tom, it's making me think, I wonder if you could give us an example of somebody that's worked with you who has really improved their, their business and grown their business through podcast guesting. Yeah. You got to love accountants, right? We've had over 700 clients. I mean, HubSpot, Lockheed Martin has been clients, but we've also worked with a lot of nonfiction authors. Last year, we got four or helped get four books on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. But one that I always point to is an accountant. You've got to love accountants because they know their numbers, right? If I shared the numbers with that HubSpot showed us or Lockheed Martin, I'd get calls from a team of lawyers, but Craig Cody, Craig is one of the most interesting CPAs you've ever met. He's a retired New York city detective. And he Mm. came out and wanted to grow his business as a, as a tax expert, as a fractional CFO. And he started to get on podcast interviews and, you know, he tracked every penny there. (laughs) And after a year, he told us that he got a 600% return on investment. And then at two years, he was talking at PodFest, one of the conferences, and Mm -hmm. reported that at two years, he had seen a 1200% return on investment. And then he's also said, and that discounts, you know, future cash earnings of the relationships. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you got to love accountants there. Yeah. But it's really, there's somebody that, you know, that, is a relationship. I'm not going to hire an accountant because I saw his Facebook ad. I want to hear who he works with, how he works. And we've seen that so much with coaches that are, you know, building a coaching practice or masterminds, new companies that are starting up, you know, companies that have gotten funding that are looking to become IPOs that need to get the word out there, or even somebody that's got an amazing course that could help a whole lot of people. But if you build it, they will come. It didn't, it didn't work. I think the only place that's ever worked is in the movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you've got another book coming out in October. I'm sorry, I didn't get the name of it before in our earlier conversation, but what's, yeah, what's coming it, out in October? It's called One Conversation Away. And it's really my, my treatise, my rant on the power of conversations and relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is something as marketers, Um, as business owners, as consumers that we need to really look at. Are we having good conversations, meaningful conversations? Because those are the things that are going to change our lives. Now there's a place for automation, but I'm a big believer that you're one funnel away. I'm sorry, you're not one funnel away. You're one conversation away. Even I messed up. The marketers (laughs) have gotten to me so much. <laughs> yeah, you're one conversation away. Exactly. This is just this morning. I was talking to someone. I, I one of my contracts is with a nonprofit, and um, I'm helping them put together an event in October. And I was talking to 
the musician for this for this for this event and he's going to be providing us with, with our music and he also produces all kinds of stuff and he's working with another musician on a songwriting course and they're using this particular platform and he was struggling with it well i happen to know someone who worked for that company and you know i was able to i was able to introduce them to this morning you know via email or whatever and uh, so that happened like you say one conversation away i happen to be one degree of separation away from this person who actually worked for the company that they're that he doesn't work there anymore, but is a great, great guy. And it will be a great connection for, for them and hopefully vice versa. So anyways, it's just an example of one conversation, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. People are interested in podcast guesting and uh, you, maybe it's been a while since we started. So he <laughs> just remind <laughs> us and uh, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So if you just go to interview valet with a V.com and fuel radio. I'll go ahead and I'll make a, a page. So, so I'll put that page up there at interviewvalet.com forward slash fuel radio. And, you know, Rod had talked before about the one sheet, what that looks like. I'll put a copy of that up there so you can see what he was referencing to the brief sheet, how we help all of our clients get ready for our shows. And then I'll put a, a free copy of my book. You know, I, I really just want the information to get out there. So if you want to, you can buy it on Amazon or just come to the, the website and I'll give you a free copy of the book. And then, you know, if this resonated with you in any way and thought, man, I'd really like to see how I could leverage targeted podcast interviews to grow my brand, to grow my business, to grow my podcast. Well, I'll put a, a link on there. You can jump on a call, discovery call with our team and see how we might be able to help you with this. Right on. Great. Yeah, I just highly recommend Interview Valet. Yeah, I, I'll just, as a personal endorsement, just say I just love working with you guys. And, and Tom is a, such a classy guy. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. And I, I kind of consider you to be one of the leaders in the industry anyways. Like you really have, your, like I said earlier, you've got your finger on the pulse of what is going on. So it's a pleasure talking with you today and connecting with you today. Thank you, Rod. I appreciate it.